Hello. The following program is not safe for work. Urban Dictionary defines not safe for work as content generally inappropriate for the typical workplace. For example, it would not be acceptable in the presence of your boss and colleagues. All of this applies here, and you'll have 10 seconds of extremely pleasant music as a buffer to pause, jump to more acceptable material, or rent out a conference room just so you can listen alone. In peace. Have a pleasant day. sexual subjects. I am Najela Ree, and this is another episode of the Cuntcast Podcast, a conversation with a classily characterized cunt carefully crafted with cognizant courage to champion conscientious consummation. And I am joined by my lovely co-host. I don't think enough guys get to be called lovely. My lovely co-host, Mr. Aaron Rand Freeman. Hello. I actually do like being called lovely. I feel like there are because I feel like there are some adjectives that required some thought, and it's like you don't, you aren't lovely immediately. That's a veter. That's like a, a that's a tenured. That's a tenured adjective. You have known me for like five or six years, so yeah. then for me to get to lovely means a lot of positive things happened, and it's a really good, it's a really good descriptor of our. It's a good like a litmus test for our relationship. Like, what do you think I'm lovely? And if you say yes, and I've been doing good by you for the past half decade, so I'm really proud to be called lovely. Thank you so Aww. much. You are you are lovely. And what what's up? What's up with you? This has been a, a, a good week, a weird week. It's New York Comic Con week. Yeah. Which it, means nothing it, to you because you're on another coast. Well, listen, but. no, I appreciate New York Comic Con. I like a New York Comic Con was always new it was it was always pie in the sky for me. I went I went about two years before it became this the before it became this um orbiting mothership in Earth's orbit and it was, it was very difficult for me to get there and go and it's too crowded. But also, uh, I I was not there in a professional capacity, so yeah. You know. um, I'm I am excited to go. This is gonna be my second year, like doing behind the scenes stuff right. for for people at New York Comic Con, and um, I did not want to go when it opened because it's just gonna be so many just bodies crammed into a small space to try to get in that um I just, I just realized I can't. Like I looked inside myself and said, "No, this is not for you. You are gonna wait." So we're going to do this episode and I'm going to chillax. Right. You get ready to get ready for the rush. That's good yes. stuff. That's very, that's good self-care. I appreciate that. Yeah. So self-care is sometimes knowing that you can't be the right. first in line for Comic-Con. That's completely, that's an adult decision. We're, we're, uh, being first in line at Comic-Con is a young man's game. And it's it really not, is. it really not for, it's not for weathered people. Um, I do have a question though. Is um, Sonequa Martin-Green going to be there? I do believe so, but there's no way I'm going to get within like a thousand feet of her because the, they're doing on Saturday, I believe, the big Star Trek panel. Right. So I like there's no way that she won't be That's there. Fine. I'm I, sure she'll be there. Just I know, want to go, but just to um, know that she's there makes me feel better as an individual. I was looking at her. She was at a San Diego Comic-Con and she is just and she is just radiant 
and beautiful and black and it was great and i would be in the back i would just want to go into the room into the back of the thousand person room stand around take a selfie me in the crowd and then leave i just wanted to know that i was there even if i can't hear I her or see her because um this is a very embarrassing story but right. uh as uh, many of you guys that are listening know, I am a, uh, I graduated from Rutgers University. So when I was a freshman, I took one class that I went all the way from uh, the Newark campus to the New Brunswick campus because Avery Brooks. Oh, that's not wrong. He is a professor at Rutgers University. Really? Um, yes. He's a drama professor. Oh and wow, that's what he's doing. Okay, cool, because he actually came up in um, he came up in a uh, episode of Ad Space, and uh, yeah, we, we didn't know what happened to him. And apparently, he is a, is he currently a he's currently a professor at Rutgers. Um, I believe so, but he's he's not like a full full time professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is I'm gonna age myself greatly, but this is in 2005 when I was a freshman. So. When you were the youngest freshman in the history of Rutgers at. 13 years old but still a huge star trek deep space nine fan yeah um so i i wanted to meet him and i was so like overcome with emotion that i just started bawling like like there was something wrong with me (laughs) just just tears streaming down my face i could not talk and he just like patted me and he was like it's okay (laughs) because he probably has like a thousand like blurs just bawling (laughs) at him so i immediately withdrew from the class yeah it's one of the, i've heard that before is like famous famous people important famous people not just regular run-of-the-mill famous people but like famous black people or famous women understand that sometimes people will meet them and then collapse and then become a puddle and yeah, it's just like, kind I just, of i couldn't uh, handle it like i just imploded emotionally <laughs> and it wasn't even like i was that close to him like i was getting ready to be close to him and like everybody else is looking at me like, oh my God, one of those. Like I never felt more embarrassed. <laughs> I was I felt like super bad. Cause I was like, here's I was just happy I wasn't like, hey, I used to have weird sex dreams about you when I was 12. Yeah. Like I didn't say anything weird or gross. I think but, like it, I just didn't I couldn't is, talk. <laughs> in fairness, it is inferred when someone looks at you and then and then starts crying immediately the weird sex dreams like that's when you start that's why you are crying on site is because you have every emotion it's like he's your father he's your brother he's your lover you've had sex dreams about him when you were 12 he's in front of you now you still want him to be your dad but you still want to bang him there's too much going on (laughs) like my brain short circuit so like i don't want to meet anybody i admire (laughs) ever Cause I like, I like, I'm just not built for it. Like thinking about that moment, I'm starting to tear up. That's how I am, <laughs> which is really weird. Cause we, I've talked about so many terrible things <laughs> publicly and on panels, but like my memory of meeting Avery Bush that I'm getting teary eyed, <laughs> like rape, murder, genocide. I'm like, mm, well, that's the facts of life, but Avery books, I'm just like losing it. So I'm, I am uh, actively in, avoid in, meeting anybody. In so. fairness, <laughs> as black people, I think we are privy to more misery and handle that way better than joy. Yeah, like it it was a weird moment of like unexpected joy. Like my brain literally short circuited. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Yeah, and this is like pre-actual having good orgasms. And mm-hmm. I thought like an orgasm was gonna be even better than that moment spoilers it was not hasn't no. been yet 
<laughs> like being in the being within like the the sphere of of like personal space of Avery books was better than any sexual experience or nap I've ever had. And that said a lot coming from me. There you go. Uh, so uh, what other uh, things are you looking forward to to come out of New York Comic Con? Um, I'm getting, like I said, I'm, I, I re- like I said, having started watching Star Trek, I'm very satisfied right now. Like I, I don't, like I would want more Black Panther stuff. I mean, also I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Captain Marvel, anything. Uh, that, that is one big thing that I'm hoping for um, because I haven't like really seen anything. Huh. Well, also, Cap- I'm also, I think going it- to avoid looking at anything DC because I just saw that that uh, tease for the Justice League with Cyborg. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't. I haven't Cyborg I haven't, Justice League. I've, I've been I've been ignoring. I'm I'm, I'm going to see it because I'm a DC fan, but I already I already know. I, I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm annoyed with Cyborg, and I don't mean to, to make it a tangent, but you know he's like 95% metal and like 5% black person. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> Do you understand how much extra CG they're putting on his body to make him less black? They could have just... You realize he's ex- he's more expensive to make him less black. Fuck yeah. you. He's more expensive. He's worth millions more dollars. They could just have more black skin and have him have like a, a, a metal arm, a metal piece in his chest, and a red eye and a thing on his face. Yeah. And, well, and that- it's not like in the comic he doesn't have a mode where he's mostly human looking. Right. Like that was a thing that he. Well, I think I think he, I think he got. I don't. I feel like that was a narrative in and of itself. How he acquired the ability to look human, you know what I well, mean? Like that's a, that was a story in and of itself, which the movie could possibly get to, maybe, which they're probably not because DC movies are just horrendous. But I'm also I don't like I don't like the I've grown to dislike their writing of the character Cyborg in the comics because he's the he he's the most powerful black character in comics that does not know he's black. And it's one of the things that, because Marvel has characters that are aware that they're black, and DC lags behind, and it looks more and more glaring. Yeah. Because Cyborg could actually do things that help black people more than any other black superhero. Well, I, I think the main difference between Marvel and DC is uh, they handle humanity a lot differently. Oh, DC doesn't handle humanity at all. That's the problem. Like... Uh, but it, it, it looked it, with the fan fiction, even like the lemons for fan fictions, the DC characters. I feel like for the Marvel characters, you kind of like know and you kind of go like, yeah, that's in character. But like DC, it's like since there's just n- nothing to work off of, you're just like, mm, maybe. Right. Which is, go down. Right. I totally get it. And it's just it, 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 I don't know. It, I, I will see the movie. I'm annoyed with how they made Cyborg look. I'm annoyed with the character Cyborg. Personally, I realize that like, if you've read Cyborg stuff is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Deals with he looks mission. like Mega Man. Like 8-bit Mega Man. Yeah. I just, I just, yeah I'm just like, he looks come on. like hot garbage trash. Come on, guys. And you just, I mean, really? You could have done this. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. I mean, they could have said, I mean, like, real talk. If all these DC movies are always done a little weirdly, a little on the, weird, strangely on the cheap. Especially because, like, you know, they lowballed Wonder Woman. They won't. They lowballed Wonder Woman. So it's obviously they're not a lot. Like, they're spending extra money they don't have to to make Victor Stone less black. Yeah. And I just and I kind of feel like at this point there's no excuse to have shitty looking robots because we're in like a post Westworld world. 
yep. where we've seen like all kinds of humanoid robots and cyborgs that look amazing. So the fact that he looks like somebody put a graham cracker in a PlayStation one and it just happened to play and that his image was on the screen. That's some sad shit. No, we, I'm, gonna, we, I'm Googling it all right. by robots. I'm, not, I'm Googling it now. That kind of opens up our theme. I'm going to get ready for your wave of disappointment. But I want to talk about sex dolls and sex tech today. Because uh, last last episode, I was thinking about orgasms. And uh, this time, I was like, robo-sex. <laughs> uh, were you randomly like robo-sex? Or, well, or, did, I was or did a robot make to a somebody mm-hmm. on Twitter... Uh, because uh, you know my my Twitter, which is at Blasian Bitch, uh, bitch with a Y, I always tweet out um, sex toys from uh, my store, vibrant-vibes.com. Check it out. And uh, this one woman was like, "There's always these crazy toys, like realistic-looking toys and stuff for men. How come there's none for you know women?" And I never really thought about that, right. uh, especially because I think a lot of like the um, the the weird body parts, sex toys that are aimed towards men kind of creep me out a little. Like they, maybe I can't get into the mindset of a guy clue me in, but I couldn't like fuck just a torso with a vagina and anus. It says I, I will say this. There is we. It just doesn't look good for what we don't trust about male sexuality when you're capable of fucking a torso with a pair of boobs. It just doesn't look right. I'm yeah, certain like, that there are some... they don't even have the boobs. Right. I'm certain that there are some men, gentlemen who are fucking torsos who are delightful, well-read, very warm, intelligent, thoughtful human beings. But the look, the optics are horrendous. Like, I feel like if I walked in on somebody that I, like, knew and loved and they're just going to town on like right you know one of these nine hundred dollar uh sex toys that are just like half a lady right i would be like are you okay dude do you have do you want to talk can i help you do you can can i hug you <laughs> like right. i feel uh like i i, I don't want to be in that mindset that there's something wrong with sex toys because i'm very pro sex toys like because i think you I know don't... they could be intimacy builders well I don't think I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong. I I don't think that's that. I think you're quite I think the problem is is that you don't trust male sexuality. You don't t- you don't trust heterosexual male sexuality. You don't you don't uh, trust it. No. <laughs> and frankly, really. it's been a source of a lot of trouble for humanity for a while now. So it's not the sex toys you're worried about. It's the guys fucking the sex toys you're worried about. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we need to get a close we need to keep a close eye on heterosexual males. I guess I'm worried about how they're fucking them. Mostly right. because like as I was researching this, um Quartz put out this really interesting article uh like a couple of months ago. I think they put it out in August. And it's it's basically pondering why the market for sex robots for women is overlooked. And uh, the author brings up a lot of good points about how we frame uh, these sex robots for men. A lot of times we think of it as uh, to alleviate male aggression. Right. Which the author, I think, correctly says is a flawed way of looking at it because you're basically just saying that, like, 
human male if, if left unattended is just going to rape things right which is kind of bolstered by the fact that there is a uh, a sex doll that is being marketed uh, that can be frigid it's called frigid Farah, and you could <laughs> it's it's just it's designed to not want to have sex with you and then you have sex with it it is a rape doll wait no but how does the but how does the doll technically resist well it's supposed to uh simulate non-consent so she's like nah basically and she is sad that you are manhandling her or she is designed to emulate not like a real life partner that wants to be with you, but a uh, partner that does not want to have intercourse, though she is designed specifically to have intercourse with. You know what the problem is? The, the issue with this is that, um, like, I don't think, and I think it's lost, is that when you're into that type of stuff with your partner, which is fine, like if you want to, if that's how you play, you guys play, that's fine. But the point of it in even at peak health is um, that both of you are in sharing this situation. It's, it's not that your, your, your partner is providing you with something to rape as a service is that you're both getting something out of it. Just like any other sexual experience. Yeah. So the, the doll is just like, it's why, it's why it would be hard. It's why the idea of the doll is so, it, I, I mean, just so people know, just why we're like the eyebrows are up about the yeah. doll. I guess it's because I just like uh, HBO had its free preview weekend on Hulu last mm -hmm. weekend. So I watched all of Westworld like twice. I'm right. currently obsessed with Westworld. Um, That's one of the and, best shows ever. It's one of the best seasons of any shows ever made. So yes, you were within all rights. We can yeah, talk about that. And Maybe. the more I was thinking about these, um, you know, uh, I guess play non-player NPCs in the Westworld uh, mm. park, I was thinking about the sex doll because they're basically really, really well-made sex dolls. Right. Because uh, I mean, even on the show, they you, as soon as you get off the 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 little trolley thing to get into Westworld, there's like hot, sexy robots that try to bang you. Yep. And uh, I was like, you know what? That seems so accurate. There was never a moment where I was like, wait a minute suspension of disbelief because i can't imagine i was like yep yep that that is the most that's, human believable right. thing i've ever seen that's, in my that's life. what makes westworld so great i refuse i'm not going to accidentally spoil it but i just love yeah. the fact that it does take that it does take the um it does, you know it's like you know it, it doesn't flinch at all it's like no humans are terrible we'll treat these yeah. dolls like sex bots so we're going to program some of them to be <laughs> to be looking for sex and yeah and people will be terrible yeah, and, and yeah, and, and they program them to feel pain and have misery. And I was just like, yeah, I really feel like that is something humanity would do because we're kind of at the cusp of, we're not actually at sex robot yet. We are with dolls that are programmable and they're trying to build towards actual like sex AI, uh, you know, entities, but we're not really there yet. But the first thing we did... <laughs> when we're at this new cusp is make a rape bot, like a, like right. that. Why, why humanity? Why? Uh, even though 
a tangent, one thing I did think was weird about Westworld, I feel like there'd be like a special saloon that's like full of like the black bots and there'd just be white people calling them the N-word and they're going, yeah, I'm okay with this and you're not a racist. Feel good. Like that was the one thing I was like... Wasn't that why they isn't that why they're trying to get rid of us now so they can swap in the robots later on? I thought that was the plan. I mean, it's supposed to be in the future, so that's right. Perhaps that's already happened. (laughs) But uh, this article that I was reading about the lack of sex dolls for women actually pointed out a pretty good reason why, Uh, and it's another gap for men and women is that most things are designed for men from seatbelts to artificial hearts to all types of things. Uh, Most people are that design things that get the funding for things are going to be heterosexual dudes, usually heterosexual white dudes, which is why the, the sex bot AI is another big white guy problem because it's a sea of dudes making things that they want to fuck. Mm-hmm. So they would have no idea how to design a sex robot that, you know, different types of ladies want to fuck. Mm-hmm. And, so, and interestingly enough, this article a couple of months ago introduced me to um, what is being hailed as the most advanced AI. Uh, it's, it's a sex bot called... Samantha, and it is designed to, um, uh, it does, it definitely doesn't pass a Turing test, but it is designed to emulate human companionship, but also romance. Like you're supposed to romance this doll and seduce her and she will then consent and you can have, it's supposed to have a, uh, like an emotional trigger for this doll Mm. and uh i i was thinking about it and i thought that's pretty cool but unfortunately while looking up like what what's going on is there any more uh news on samantha the sex doll uh she was on display uh a couple uh days ago Uh, October, uh, September 28th, I believe, Mm -hmm. there was the Linz Art Electronica Festival, which is a European expo, kind of like CES. And she was on display and she was so severely molested and manhandled and badly soiled by the men in attendance of this uh, expo that uh, she was, she had to be taken off the floor and sent back for desperate repair. And he did. The owner didn't know if the robot would even pull through. So they, and, so they, so they killed. They, they, they killed the robot. They, they killed. They raped the robot to death. The robot, yeah. the robot that you have to um, address as a human. Yep. They raped it to death. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 good. Yeah. So uh, and what was really sad was um uh, a lot of people were like giving the hot takes about this and they're basically saying like 
this is proof of how like male aggression is being normalized. But I kind of feel like um, the people who are saying, well, a robot can't consent, so it doesn't matter and it wasn't really violence. But like this robot is literally designed to emulate consent. Right. That is her purpose. Right. You, out of all, even like, if they have, like, out of, they were probably at the expo, there were probably other sex dolls that are just regular run of the mill sex dolls that are untouched. But the one <laughs> that you must address as a person to have a chance is the one that's raped to death. So, yeah, that, that's not yeah. that's not even normalizing male aggression. That is like the, what we start what we started with. Um, exactly. We we are concerned with heterosexual heter- male heterosexual behavior. We're just it's concerning. Yeah, the fact that this um, Samantha is the the robot's name, um, the fact that men were getting angry at the robot, right? Because it required you to engage with it, and right. that caused violence. <laughs> that is some scary shit, especially because it happened in this huge public uh, venue. So there's a whole bunch of dudes and this poor guy, um, the the maker of the robot, he, this has been his passion project and he's put over, well over millions of dollars into this. And well. in a matter of days, he saw people just ravage it well. because of being angry at the idea, like how dare this inanimate object feign like it is needing consent it is what it is what we do it is what men is what we do as men across the board it's it's we have a sliding scale of humanity and if you do not rank high enough on the humanity board then you owe us sexual activity and if you don't give it then we can do whatever we want because you don't matter and i think at the bottom below black and brown women is probably this robot, which is why they felt comfortable destroying it in a public place in a fucking display. Uh, a million dollar robot. Multi-million dollar robot. Multi-million dollar robot. What I think is really weird is that um, the New Statesman wrote an article about, um, you know, the, the rape of Samantha, the robot. And uh, this is the their, one of their closing arguments. In a way, sex bots are clearly anti-human. They take away women's humanity and replace women's bodies and sexualities with a set of plastic holes. The owner can turn off the robot's voice setting if they choose to. Chiefly, the owner doesn't have to worry about what his robot wants. His desires, fantasies, and potential violence are all that counts. Uh, The idealization of a woman who never says no, the normalization of sexual aggression, the eroticization of non-consent, this is the reality of sex robots, and this is what lies behind the attack on Samantha. And I, like, fundamentally disagree with that. Like, I am very surprised this is how the conclusion that they got to, because this (laughs) robot, yes, you can turn it off. You can turn off her voice. You can, uh, you know, just have it sitting there, but that's not what it's designed to do. There's plenty of like real dolls and dolls that don't, that cannot talk, that cannot speak. The whole purpose of creating Samantha was this man wanted to make a partner that you engage with, 
that will engage you and will give you consent and be enthusiastic about being with you. So this guy wanted to make a doll whose emphasis was clearly uh, healthy sexual expression and respect. So it's not the doll's fault. Like they found a way to victim blame a goddamn sex robot for her own rape. How? That's where How we're did at. we get to this point, humanity? We're raping robots or sex dolls and we're blaming them for their own rape. And not only blaming them for their own rape, we're now saying that it's because of how they are made, the fact that they are not human, which is going to reinforce the rape of human women. I, I think we've reached peak not blaming dudes who feel like raping things for for their, right. their want to rape. Yeah, we we can an inanimate object program to simply respond like a person is brought it on themselves. Yeah, and not only brought it on themselves, but it's going to make men more likely to see other uh, actual women as objects right. and therefore molest and rape them. Right, because uh, um because rape is um rape is uh, new, rape is usually something that men don't do. Typically, we actually don't. We get we get spurred on to do it sometimes through our natural aggression, but we don't actually do it a lot. You know, just we don't do it a lot. That's it. That's it. I I feel like uh, this kind of hot take about what these sex dolls mean. I feel like it's half baked because for you to say that uh, these dolls are going to take away women's humanity, you're you're completely ignoring the fact that it's the men who made the choice to treat the dolls and by extension women like this. Right. Like we, it, it, men are always searching for a reason to remove the humanity from something. So the fact that it is a robot doesn't, the doll doesn't mean that it, like it's this, we're, men are trying to do this anyway. They were trying to do this to any woman that is alive. A, a, a doll, a woman. That, frankly, the, 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 I realize that the dolls exist, I think, personally, so that guys can dehumanize something without any pushback. Frank, that's, yeah. why I think, that's why I think they exist. I don't. I have very, I, have, I will admit, I have a very low opinion of heterosexual male behavior. A very low opinion of it. It just has a bad rap. It just comes from, it seems to come from terrible, toxic places for the most part, and we just pass it on to our, to our sons. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know how you blame the doll, but <sighs> yeah, we're, as, as a society, we're already we're, we're blaming the sex dolls. Blaming the sex dolls, <laughs> they're not. They literally are not doing anything. They're yes. not, they're not doing anything. They're they're sitting there, and you're like, I have now that I am free, I can then rape this thing to death. Finally, that's not on the doll. Yeah, and there's actually a growing movement of anti-sex doll sentiment that is built on this hypothesis that if we have sex dolls, then human women will be more brutalized. But human women have been getting brutalized since the beginning of time. Shh, don't you bring that logic into this conversation. But they they get, will not hear it. Human women get brutalized for every single possible thing, being too poor, being too rich. 
being trans, being not trans, speaking yeah. up, speaking down, dressing up, dressing, being nude, being too covered. Uh, there's pretty much nothing you could do yes. as a woman that is not going to piss some dude off. Right. But I mean, it's not like it's not like an isolated thing either, because right. uh, earlier this year, there was a Chinese company that was uh, that launched a startup that was going to do app based sex doll rentals. Rentals? And, yes, rentals. Rentals. <laughs> yes. So these are not high tech like AI based sex dolls. They're they're just like real dolls basically. So they they're shaped like women. They have lady faces and orifices and nipples for you to you know, mess around with. Uh, the service was called Touch, and it only was able to operate for two days. And <laughs> it had so much uh, negative controversy and people flipping their shit that uh, it, it immediately was shut down. In, in the and this is in China, so it's not. You can't say anything about like Western influence or angry feminists or anything. This is all the way in China and they just were, they found the idea of having a sex toy or well, sex doll rental service. So abhorrent the the company had to shut down. And uh, the company, they, what they wanted to do was say like, you know, it costs like $5,000 to get a doll and most people cannot afford that. So they figured by having a sharing service, people that could benefit from having a doll would be able to have one. Um, it was a daily fee um, and it was 298 yuan, which is about 46 American dollars. And you get to have a doll for a day. So I guess they uh, you punch it in on the app that you wanted to rent the doll. They deliver the doll to you. Or you can pick up the doll and then you get to have it for the evening and then you, you know, bring her back or they pick it up or when your time, your allotted time is done. Now, the logistics of this, I would assume they would be angry because they're like, okay, how could you prove that this is sanitary or right. how that would, that would be my main concern. No, they, they figured that it was too vulgar. They did not like the idea of of all the, the sex that was happening and apparently some people did not like that uh the model of the dolls were uh they, they were modeled after chinese korean and russian women and one modeled after wonder woman gal gadot as wonder woman that has a sword a sword and shield and everything uh but <laughs> Uh, people did not believe that uh, the the company said that they had a societal duty to promote a healthier and more harmonious sex lifestyle. And basically the public was like, we don't like your filthy, filthy, dirty toys. We don't want to see it. Stop reminding us that there are people who want this. Go away forever or we will vote you down and haunt you. And they shut down. 
only lasted two days. Of course, I mean, there's no, I mean, that the, the very, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, no one questioned any of the logistics of how this is all going to happen. Uh, the thing is, the more I'm looking into this company, I, I, they seem to have a lot of logistics covered. Unfortunately, most of the articles are in uh, Mandarin, so I can't read them, but it seemed like most of the people that were upset were upset because the sex dolls existed and were being promoted. Not so much how do you clean that thing or hmm. venereal disease. Like they weren't really concerned about that. It but was just, it, but it's a, it's a, it's a thing with cum in it. It's a thing you're renting with cum in it. Yeah. Like, I would assume they'd ask you to like use a condom maybe. But then, no, but you can't prove that. And even then, yeah. it's still been fucked. Yeah, though a lot of these dolls do have um, removable orifices. So you could then purchase the orifice, put it in the doll. Right, but the doll... And then, use it and then return the doll, but you keep the orifice. It's like, I mean, there's still the hotel sheets question. Like, it doesn't matter how, I mean, to a certain degree, like, it's just going to be a little off. Unless the turn, unless the cleaning is insane across the board, and the upkeep is just top notch. Otherwise, you just have like, no matter what you do to remove the possibility of cum, there's still a dude that has just rubbed his whole naked body on something for an hour or eight, and you're gonna have to straighten that out. Yes, all right, a 24-hour window of one man rubbing all of his essential oils on this object that is now being passed to another dude. You could rent it and have a party. All right, so you could have a a a bowl, a a a potpourri of essential oils from random dudes on this object. <laughs> I mean, that's just like that didn't uh, you know what? Fine, whatever. Like I said, heterosexual male be <laughs> sexuality. Our sexuality is so strange. It's not. You know what I mean? Like we got to the point where, you know, they said we'll launch a sex doll rental business. And no one really hashed out how they were going to keep the motherfuckers clean. That, I feel like it wasn't even something they cared about. This is yeah, that's what I mean. As our my heterosexual male, it just kind of like it. It, it just is. It's just the, it, weird things come from it. And this is what I'm saying is that you have to be honest. Is that weird things come from the heterosexual male? Weirder things than any anyone else. That's it. I. I it makes me wonder, like, what would it look like if women were like, we are going to make our own sex dolls slash robots and the services for them? Like, I wonder how different the development process would be. Um, I would say it'd be better. <laughs> like, we're just going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to keep it simple and say that it would be really, really much, much, much better. Like, I would want it to remember the people I don't like so I can then talk shit about them and it would then agree with me. <laughs> Which is this, it is a dark Here, thing here's to a, admit. Here's a question but, then. There's a, that is a good question. So if it doesn't agree with you about the people that you don't like, would you then rape it to death? No, I, I feel like I'd resent that robot so much. Like, first of all, who are you to judge me? Like, I don't feel like I want to then give this robot like sex if it doesn't 
hate the same people I hate. Like, why? That's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. That's a possibility of women developing icy relationships, icy contentious relationships with their sex robot, but yet not raping it to death. Like, can you imagine the horror you spend like $10,000 on the first guy sex robot, but he's like Wi-Fi enabled and always, always learning from the internet. So you get him and like two weeks in, suddenly he's on the red pill and talking smack to you. Like <laughs> that thing is going in the trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be the saddest thing. A robot turn around and say, hey, um, you really have to answer the door. You really, did you really answer the deli- did you uh, get the delivery um, with no pants on, no bra? I mean, that guy could see your nipples. <laughs> I was like, what uh, if he comes back later? I mean, at this point, you know, if he came back later, then whose fault is it really? And then you're going to have to throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're going to have put... to burn it. it can't, and how do you burn an effigy of an art, like an already an effigy of humanity? Like, what are you going to do? and like your revenge has to get all meta and weird uh, i kind of the sad part is it's more easy for me to uh imagine how my potential hypothetical male sex bot is then going to find a way to disparage and oppress me <laughs> the well, more knowledge of the world it would have well if it if it's learning then you know yes yeah, because I'm, I'm basing my hypothesis on uh, the Samantha bot because she, the way they design her is with artificial intelligence. So she learns from observing and being different programs that then build off uh, each other. So I can imagine if you make a, a heterosexual male doll that will learn the same things he's going to be a red pillar in like a day. Like when Microsoft launched that uh, AI on Twitter and it like became immediately anti-Semitic within <laughs> like two hours. Yeah, man. Why can't we have good things? Well, I don't think humans realize that we train, if we have AI, it's going to learn from humanity. It doesn't have anywhere else to learn from. So it will, I mean, I mean, what, the lessons humanity has, has put out are problematic to say the very least. And I don't think we, we're very excited about things that learn, but we're not excited about, you know, we're not excited about the education, the actual educational resources we're offering the thing that learns by itself. Like yes. we're very, it's like we have an audit, it's like, you know, we, we have, a, we have a pump, we have some type of pump for the well, but the poison, the well water is actually poisoned. So even though we are getting water and we now have plumbing, all the water is brown. We didn't think about that before we built the machine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Our bad. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We're not. We're not uh, there yet. I, I think we should like get together, like all the smart like ladies of robotics, and uh, make actual good mm, dude sex bots. You know what also would be interesting is the this I'd like to hear the discussion because I think that there's a possibility that men have ruined the entire institution of sex robots. So like if you had if you had the uh, women engineers and they were capable, I imagine they wouldn't want to because men have ruined the concept. So they're going to do something else like, you know, 
figure out a way for us to, you know, live in the center of the earth in case of an emergency or fly to Venus. You know what I mean? I think when you see um, uh, sex toys are engineered by women, especially the, the brands that make it a point to say they're engineered by women, most of the time they are not phallic centric. They don't actually look like another human being, right. but they have like ergonomic shapes that are like made to pleasure, uh, you know, bodies. So I feel like maybe <laughs> the sex robot that the, the group of, you know, ladies would have would not actually resemble a man. That's, and that's the... <laughs> And that's the that's the divide, isn't it? Where uh, men 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 a man sex doll is you know a torso with a vagina for fucking, and then you know <laughs> or just a twerking ass, right? And uh, women uh, an uh, ass that doesn't actually twerk, and that annoyed me so much about that product. Have you seen the twerking ass? Wait, that ass doesn't twerk. I read about it, but I assumed that it twerked. No, if you, you if you you could go on YouTube, there's actual like footage of one. It just kind of goes. It just kind of vibrates a bit. And I'm like, why would you make a twerking ass? There's so much free twerking available on the internet. And this is something that was like uh, advertised in connection with Pornhub. Pornhub is like 32% twerking. So why? Why wasn't this figured out? Like you want, and the commercial has like a no butt woman doing yoga in it. What does that have to do with twerking? Well, then that, I mean, then that, that bleeds into the whole groups of white people, yeah, <laughs> how they see, how they see and appropriate. And that there's too many white dudes making yeah. our sex toys. Right. So it's that, that, yeah, that I would like to see what I, I would love to see like lens that sees what shows what white people see when they see black people doing things like it i I cannot imagine it looks anything like one it's not one-to-one let's just say that it's not one-to-one when they see black people doing you're gonna be so sorely disappointed when you see this twerking ass and they they mentioned like kim kardashian in the commercial she doesn't even twerk we've seen her on dancing with the stars she couldn't even jitterbug the bitch isn't twerking (sighs) the things that upset me yeah, that's not. Yeah, I see what this is not twerking at all. I feel like people don't un- twerking is actually it, it, a good twerking. Actually, it looks fairly athletic. It's actually it quite is. the feat. It is. It is, it is a sign of athleticism. There, there is a lot of muscle work going on on a good twerk. You, you don't just take an ass and vibrate it. You fucking idiots. You don't do that. Actually, like, oh, I respect a good twerk, even outside of the realm of sexuality. It just looks like athleticism. It does. It looks like something interesting. It's just like I don't even understand how you're making your body do that. It's something that not everybody can literally is not everyone even has the capacity to do. They no, say, it takes all kinds of coordination for muscle groups that don't usually coordinate. Right. Oh, and and yet monstrosity that they have the gall to charge like eight hundred bucks for does not work. Right. Call it a jiggling ass. That it's is a vibrate. Just call it an ass. It's a vibrating VR butt. Take the word twerk out of it exactly Just take the word it's like it. there's there's no need to culturally appropriate the twerk it's a ass we've had right sex toy bent over presented asses is a normal symbol of sexuality it's fine you don't need to season it it's, you don't need to put any black people seasoning on it 
You have an ass. It vibrates. There's a VR headset included. That's the draw. You see a real woman. You feel a real woman. It's actually an ass that you bought. That's the point of the product. And not to mention, nobody would want to be penetrating an ass as it twerks unless you want a very bent up dong. Again, it's an act of athleticism. It's it's sexy, but it is an act of athleticism. Your dick will be bent in all manner of zigs and zags. It will be zigged and zagged. It will come out an accordion like a Looney Tune. There's no way you can have sex with someone who's twerking. You can't do it. You will. You will. I think the name of this episode is now "Sex Bots Will Zigzag Your Penis." Yes, that's the name of the episode. Let me put that down. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't trust dudes to do things. I don't trust them to do things. I don't. I'm just being very honest. I don't trust. I don't trust my gender. I gotta to feel do like the best. Ooh, like lady sex bot for all ladies no matter what kind of business you have would probably be like an amazon echo with like a like a wand attachment that you just charge your wand on it but then it also like helps you with things (laughs) and like tells you you're doing a good job sometimes (laughs) um uh, act, you know, you know, it's funny is I've actually had is I I feel like, you know, that sleep on me podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't like that guy's voice. I don't like his voice at all. I don't understand how people keep falling asleep to it. I feel like there are better voices here, just like unreasonable Friday stuff. I feel like Dosh's voice is better. I feel like your voice is better. I feel like my voice is better. And I will say it, I kind of like I, I wanted I was kicking around the idea of having like Dasha talk. For example, to put people to sleep, I think it's much better than his voice or like I'd be reading something or whatever. And I think this is the next natural step in the jail. You have it where we where the host Reasonable Fridays podcast help you masturbate as a woman masturbates with well, positive reinforcement experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is literally how I, I thought I was going to have to pay my rent this month. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it is it is time, so we're gonna have to wrap this up. But I hope everybody can uh, definitely subscribe to us wherever you listen, whether you're listening on unreasonablefridays.com or cuntcastpodcast.com. And I hope you can support us, Unreasonable Fridays. The network has a Patreon. I also have a Patreon, which will be linked in the description of the show. So thank you so much for your support and I will see you next Tuesday.